Hello, this is Roy Lilly. Well, the issues continue to fall out from the events surrounding the Let Me debacle. A consultant who raised concerns, Dr Stephen Breary, told the BBC NHS managers should be regulated, as are the medical and clinical professions. If only. In July 2018, Tom Cark, King's Counsel, was commissioned by the then Minister for Health, one Steve Barclay, to make recommendations in relation to the fit and proper person test, as it applies under Regulation 5 of the Health and Social Care Act 2008, Regulated Activities, close brackets, Regulations 2014. Now, this was prompted by one of the recommendations from the Bill Kirkup report into the problems at Liverpool Community Health Trust in February 2018. It wasn't the first time. There's a lot of history. Five years before, in February 2013, the Francis report into events at Midstaffs raised concerns that were directly relevant to the role of senior management in hospital trusts. Francis said, and I quote, there's been understandable concern at the circumstances surrounding the departure from the trust of the chair and chief executive. The public demand for accountability was left unsatisfied. Directors should be liable to disqualification from the role. Following the Francis report, the government published its response, a document called Hard Truths, and accepted the recommendations and assured, and I quote, there will be a new, stronger, fit and proper persons test for board-level appointments, which will enable the Care Quality Commission to bar directors who are unfit. The barring mechanism will be robust. NHS employers and the Trust Development Authority, as it was then, were tasked to work with the CQC to, and I quote, develop guidance to support the effective performance management of every senior manager in hospitals through appraisal and other means, including linking the chief inspector's ratings to individual contracts. Well, the upshot was the CQC was never given a barring mechanism nor authority to oust directors. Nothing happened. Why? Dunno. Too difficult. The fit and proper person test is primarily concerned with bankruptcy, the DBS checks and convictions, less so about competence, experience and qualifications. The CQC well-led inspection focus, focuses on processes and systems, not the quality of the individuals. A report from Manchester University in January 2018 into the consequences of the Francis report makes dismal reading. Again, I quote, A warning, boards are focused on reputation and image rather than substance outwardly projecting an image of success whilst not having a grip on operational performance. I wonder how much of that has changed. Focused on reputation and image rather than the substance of projecting an image of success whilst not having a grip on operational performance. The NHS is not a national central organisation. Trusts are independent entities and there's a huge variation in competence. There are over 200 trusts and about 3,500 board members. 
is it conceivable that without training, development and supervision, they will all be good enough to manage multi-million pound safety critical organisations? Five years after CARC, five years after CARC, NHS England have just got round to strengthening the fit and proper person framework to include specified standards of competence for board directors, a framework to be developed and implemented from March next year, an appraisal system to be ready next spring, a database of directors, I don't know when that's going to be, a mandatory reference requirement for each director it's a kind of template i think and the extension of the fit and proper person test to arm's length bodies including nhs england and the care quality commission so they're going to be marking their own homework and a panic round robin letter last week from amanda pritchard reminding trusts of their current responsibilities the failures of the past are all indicative of a lack of management ability coupled with pressures to prioritise reputation damage, meaning a loss of focus on the central goal, providing safe quality care for patients, ensuring they're protected. In 2018, the DH and NHS England took an interest in the prospect of regulating all managers. The IHSCM did a snapshot poll of its members and found over 70% in favour. In the light of recent events, they're asking the same question again, and you can take part in their poll by clicking on the link in today's e-letter. At that time, it was widely known the DH was not in favour because of the costs and complexity. Along came Covid and the work and good intentions got parked and probably binned. Pointedly, back to the Cark report that said about barring directors and serious misconduct, and I quote, apart from obvious dishonesty and crime, there should be a focus on behaviour which suppresses the ability of people to speak up about serious issues, whether by bullying or victimisation of those who blow the whistle or any form of harassment of individuals. The facts are some boards are very good and we don't hear about them often enough. We only hear about the bad ones and we hear too late. Boards are largely left to get on with it, with little management training nor a clear idea of what a good board looks like. In the face of problems and disaster, the government, the nation's ultimate regulator, instinctively reach for more regulation. Regulation so often creates fear, tension, pressure and the wrong answers. When Dr Breary and colleagues were threatened with their regulator, it was to effectively shut them down. Regulation makes organisations isolate themselves, fend for themselves, often in environments that make it impossible. Stronger regulation aimed at problems just creates the moral hazard of regulation. Stronger emphasis on solving the problem to remove the hazard is more complex and takes a great deal more skill. Thanks for listening. This has been Roy Lilly and I hope we'll speak again.